St. John 3 and verse 30 about Jesus. How many of you know the gospel is about Jesus? He came and went away to send the Holy Ghost. Some people say, oh, I wish I'd have been here when he was here. Well, Jesus said it's needful, expedient, and greater for you that I go away. Brother Ken mentioned this morning in class, when Jesus was here on this earth, he could only be in one place at one time. But now he's everywhere. Amen? He's everywhere. Okay. Let me find my place here. I'm really excited about the Lord and the good things of God. He must what? And I must what? Jesus must increase in our lives through the power of the Holy Ghost. We must increase. He increased. Isaiah 9 and 7 says, The increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. Amen. The good things of God is happening in our lives today. The Bible said in Luke 2, 52, Jesus increased in favor with God and in favor with man. As Christ is in us, we are to increase with God. We don't have time to quote all those scriptures this morning, but we are a people of increasing with God. Can I ask you, are you increasing with God? Are you making, the prophet asked David, said, are you making any new roads? Are you making new advancement? Another prophet said, have you stretched out your tent stakes? In other words, are you stretching yourself out to gain more? He increased. Every day of his life on this earth, he increased. If he's in your life, then you are to increase. Because he is the increaser. Everywhere Jesus went, he increased. And John the Baptist said, I must decrease, but he must what? To fulfill the prophecy that was spoken in Isaiah that he must increase. And John only lived six months after he said that. Got his head chopped off. So Jesus has come and take over. How many are glad that Jesus came and take over in your life? If Jesus is not ruling in your life, you don't know what you're missing. You're missing one of the greatest privileges in the world. Brother Ken used to sing a song, There's a Miracle Coming Down the Road. I'd like to change that. There's a miracle in my house. How many believe there's a miracle already in your house? It doesn't have to come. There's a miracle worker inside you. Right now, there's a miracle inside you. Because Jesus is inside you. Ephesians 1 said the same spirit that raised Jesus from the grave is in you. You ought to shout hallelujah. I'm telling you, church, when we come to realization who we are and what we are, not boasting because Christ is in us, the hope of glory. He rules and reigns in our lives if we will let him. I hope y'all feel good. The four Gospels, all Jesus ever taught was increase. All he ever taught was abundance. He didn't teach nothing no more than that. He had great catches of fish. He fed 5,000. 
plus men, women, and children. I believe they said a man can eat, what, one pound of fish? You just figure that up. How many pounds of fish? It's told about a little boy was in Sunday school one morning. And the teacher said they crossed the river, I mean the Red Sea. The water was so low they just waded across it. The little boy jumped up and went to shouting and to dancing. He said, what are you so happy about? He said, that makes me believe more that my God is so real that he drowned the whole army of Pharaoh in ankle-deep water. I want you to know your God is real. Your God is not on vacation. He's right in your life. You ought to shout hallelujah. God is in your life. He's not about to come. He's already come. When he said it's finished on the cross, his stripe healed us right then and there. It's over with. The wonderful things of God. Hallelujah. Brother James Clayton was talking to me a few minutes ago that one thing we know, when people die in the Lord, we know where they are. And I'm not going to go into that, but I tell you, there's some wonderful things to be had living for God. John 1, 50 said, Jesus says to Nathaniel, Thou shalt see greater things. How many believe you're going to see greater things before you die? I believe I'm going to see some greater things before I die. I believe I'm going to see a helicopter sitting out there bringing the worst cases in the world. Amulets bringing the worst cases in the world. The church is to be the trauma center of the world. She's a city set on the hill. And we are of the light of the world, and we are the salt of the earth. That's who we are. we got a bright and shining light in our lives. The wonderful things of Jesus Christ increasing. John 3.34 says, When God, or whom God hath sent, speaketh the word of God, and God giveth not the Spirit by measure unto him. You say, well, he's talking about Jesus. He sure is, but he's talking about you. Last chapter, St. John said, as I was sent, so I'm sending you. So if he was sent, Brother James, without measure, Spirit of God, living waters, then we are sent the same way. The wonderful blessings of God is in us. He's living inside of us, and God has no limits. He has no limits. Nothing is impossible with God. And nothing is impossible with us when God is working in us and through us. The wonderful things of God. Do you feel good in the Lord? I appreciate him singing that song this morning. The blood, the blood. Nicodemus says to Jesus, he said, we know that you're sin of God because no man can do what you do Unless he is from God. How I many you know that that same spirit lived in Jesus lives where? Where does he live? He's not up yonder. Elijah said, why don't you cry aloud? Or maybe your God's on vacation. Maybe he's visiting. Maybe he puts you on hold while he's talking to someone else. Jesus is ever present in your life through the power of the Holy Ghost to increase us every day of our lives. Increase. John 7, 16 says, Jesus says, my doctrine is not mine. In other words, my word is not mine. 
But he said, every word that I speak to you is from my Father because my Father is inside me. He tells me what to say. I want to be like Jesus more than anything in this world. He didn't have no notepad when he called the disciples of the mountain and said, I'm going to give you the Beatitudes in St. John 5. He didn't have no book. He didn't have nothing written down. He just sat down, and the Holy Ghost began to feed him. What God wants us to speak is what the Holy Ghost gives us. Wherever we are, he wants to flow through us. Did not he say you need to take no thought for what you're going to say? I'm going to give you words to say. The Holy Ghost shall be in you. I'll be up yonder, but he'll be in you. Praise God. How many are glad the Holy Ghost is in you? If he's not, I want you to get him. He loves to live inside of us. The Spirit of God does. Matthew 11 and 11, Jesus said, Among them are born to woman. There have not been no man greater than John the Baptist. But he that believeth in me is what? Greater than John the Baptist. There's something greater inside of us that we can't explain. Jesus said, my father is greater than I am. He said in St. John 17, the priestly prayer, he said, my father and I will come unto you and we will abide with you. The greater one is the father. And Jesus said, I have all power in heaven and earth. Glory to God. How many know that you've got something great and mighty living inside you? Greater than you can ever imagine, can ever explain. It's unspeakable and full of glory. The goodness of God. Jesus said in Luke, I mean, uh, Luke 640, Disciple is not above his master, but everyone that is perfectly trained shall be like what? His master. Who is your master? When you train by the Holy Ghost, you'll never be greater than Jesus, but God wants us to be like him more than anything else in this world. More than anything else in this world. For us to live like him, walk like him, and talk like him of the wonderful blessings of God. We are going to see some great and mighty things according to the book of Amos before Jesus comes back. If we believe the Word of God. And I'm going to ask you this morning, who believes this report? Who believes what we're saying from the Word of God this morning? Who agrees with the Word of God? Who believes these things? Who believes this report, it says, that Jesus must increase? If He's in you, then you must what? increase we ought to be better today than we was the day we got in the church we ought to be closer to god today than we was yesterday we ought to be drawing near to god and he draws near to us we ought to spend some time every day just for the sole purpose of drawing near to god and he'll draw near to us he has such wonderful things to do for us first john 4 17 because as Jesus is, 
Because Jesus is not was, not what, what he was on this earth, but as he is, what is he today? He's sitting up on the great white throne. He said, as he is, so are we. Let me, let me put this, and I'm going to come back to this in a minute. The devil don't mind you believing, but he does haste to hear you speak. He don't mind you believing that you believe the report, but he definitely don't want to hear you say. What did they tell blind Bartimaeus? Hush, be quiet. Glory to God, I'm telling you. The devil wants you to keep your mouth shut. The world wants you to keep your mouth shut. The devil don't mind you telling about the badness of the world, but you start telling of the goodness of Jesus, he'll make sure that you hush your mouth because he knows what good things is in store for us. Amen. A couple of Sundays ago, I believe it was, Sue come down here. She walked up these steps over here. She walked over here and sort of fell over this globe and prayed. I didn't have no idea what she was doing, but I noticed when she come back down, she was trembling. She just trembling. She walked around over there and just sort of fell over there, just trembling. In the book of James said the fervent prayer of a righteous man has much power and authority. She had the Spirit of the Lord on her to pray for those people that suffered so much in the war-torn area. I believe something was manifested then. Hallelujah. Sometimes you pray and you don't see results, but the seed is there. And once the seed is sown, it's going to grow and come up and produce what God wanted it to produce. It was not Sue doing that. It was the power of God in her life that moved her to do that and caused her to tremble so much she could hardly walk. Something good going to happen. You believe that? I'm going to be something good happening today. Something good happening today. Our daddy used to tell us, any morning you get up and put both feet on the floor, you know it's going to be a good day. Anytime you can get up out of that bed, you know it's going to be a good day. You may have some problems, but it's still be going to be a good day. It's going to be a good day. Let us fulfill the promise that was spoken over us as Jesus fulfilled the promise that Isaiah spoke over him. He fulfilled the promise. We want God to help us. Is that right? To fulfill the promise that he has spoken over us. Greater is he that were in, in me than what? Than he that's in the world. We are more than conquerors, not ourselves, because Christ is in us. He conquers our enemy. There's a miracle in your house. I don't know where you'd be bold enough to say that tonight, this morning or not. Boldly that there's a miracle in my house. The devil don't want you to confess the Word of God. He don't mind if you believe it. Because he believeth in God and trembles, but he don't want to hear you say it. Glory to God. Something good is working. Fulfill these promises in us. 
Is anything too hard for God? Acts 3, 3,000 got the Holy Ghost. One time, 3,000 got the Holy Ghost. The next day, 5,000 got the Holy Ghost. It doesn't hinder God to save a few or one or thousands. He has no limits to bless. And bless each and every one of us abundantly in the kingdom of God. God is so good to us. Peter shattered, healed the sick. Hanks from Paul's body, healed the sick. It should be happening today the same way. It should happen with me, or maybe it should happen with you. He has not changed. He's still the same today, yesterday, and forevermore. He has not changed. The shatter means the presence of God is in your midst. He's very abundantly in our midst. Jesus is still doing great things. He's still increasing daily. If you listen to the right news and read the right books, you'll find that he is still is a miracle-working God today as he was in the book of Acts. He has not changed. He's not going to change. Not even a shadow of a change in him. He's still working miraculous miracles today. I believe he's going to do something here this morning. I believe he done done something because you come this morning. Amen? Don't look around and see the empty pews. Look around and see what? Full pews. Amen? Raise your vision up a little bit. Expect more from God. Ask more from God. You cannot ask too much of God. He'll fulfill it. Because it brings pleasure and glory and honor to Him. Jesus promised that we would do greater things. He promised that. He said, you'll do the same works I do, but you'll do greater things. That's a promise from God. First Thessalonians 3 and 12 said, God maketh you to increase. Sister Sharon said, God in you maketh you to increase. And Brother Jerry, and to abound. Isn't that something? Who's in you? He said that God that's in you maketh you to do what? Increase and in what? And abound. He's in us. He's working in us. Praise God. First Thessalonians 3 and 12. It says now, the Lord maketh you to increase. First Thessalonians 4 and 10, that you increase more and more. We own the increase, right? How many of you feel you own the increase? Amen. You own the increase. I told Sister Peggy about a month or so ago, I didn't tell her till yesterday, I had a dream. The old church down there was being torn down piece by piece. One man was tearing it all down. I got up and wrote that down. Next night, I dreamed another dream. That same place was huge mounts of new bricks stacked up. Next night, I had another dream. I wrote that down. And there was a facility built 
and there was new faces. I don't know what that means, but I tell you, you have to pray to get your dreams answered. Sometimes he doesn't reveal them. But I believe they're from God, and I believe you're going to see things you've never seen and expected to see before in your life. Amen. You've got to pray, and I'm going to come to this here in a minute. You've got to pray when God gives you something. You can't put it under the bed and forget it, expect it to come to pass. You have to pray sometime and pray that thing until it comes in. Daniel had to pray. If you read the book of Daniel, he had to pray those things. Colossians 2.19, together increases, together increases with the increase of God. How many know two better than one? Huh? When you're together, you an increase in a few moments going to come and we're going to ask for prayer and uh, expect to increase. Expect to increase. Never give up. Huh? Never give up on the infallible Word of God. It's the only thing in this world that's true. It's the oldest thing in this world and it's still alive. I don't know how old God is. But I know the Word of God is alive. It's going to be alive when He comes back. So don't never give up. Never give up on the faith once delivered to the saints. Jesus said, will I find faith on earth when I come back? The book of Jude says, contend for the faith that's once given to the saints. So you have to pray. There's a man named Roger Figured. The Bible said every perfect gift comes from where? From the Father of light. When God gives you a dream, when God gives you something, it comes from where? You don't have no good thought of your own. It comes from Him. And sometimes we just let it lay dormant and it don't never produce. But when you pray, something is going to happen. This boy, Roger, he was 11 years old, walking one night on the cold streets of Cincinnati, Ohio, poorly dressed in rags, cold and shivering. He walked up to a big window. He gazed through the window, saw a big man sitting in a chair smoking a cigar and working on a typewriter. He stood there gazing for quite some time, freezing, a large policeman come by and spoke to him, and he asked the Mr. Policeman, who is that man? He's, he's the owner of Cincinnati Inquiry. Roger left, went home, got out on his knees, and said, God, I want you to help me. One day I'm going to sit in that chair. One day I'm going to own the Cincinnati Inquiry. Every night before he went to bed, he asked God to help him. How many pray to God to help you every day of your life? Is anybody in here you pray to God to help you every day of your life? You give him time in your life. Every night, 11-year-old boy getting down on his knees and praying, God, I want you to help me. I want to sit in that chair one day. 
I'm going to own that Cincinnati Inquirer. I'm going to let you fill out the rest of it, okay? Y'all going to fill in the blanks? You want me to fill them in for you? There came a day he sat in that same chair and owned the Cincinnati Inquirer because God put something in him. He knew it was from God. He went home and began to pray about it until it manifested. Can I encourage you this morning? Pray until what God has put in your heart manifests and brings forth what he said it would bring forth. Oh, glory to God. Something good is happening. Something good is going to happen. The wonderful things of God. Praise God. St. John 5 is a man been 38 years old, been laying by the pool many, many years, waiting on somebody to help him to get in. He was a cripple. Somebody had to bring him there. Glory to God. I feel in my spirit this morning, as I was praying up here this morning, Jesus is going to walk in this place this morning in the spirit, just like he did to the pool of Siloam. And he's going to ask you a question. Do you want to be healed? Do you want to be healed? He didn't ask to be healed. Jesus is so compassionate today as he was then. When he sees you where you are, he's going to come to you. And he's going to ask you, do you want to be made whole? How many feel something here this morning? He wanting to ask you, do you want to be made whole? He says, I ain't got nobody to help me. Ooh, glory to God. You got a Savior. Jesus Christ has put the Holy Ghost down here to walk with you and talk with you and commune with you 24 hours a day to help you in every situation you're in. He said, take up thy bed and walk. I have come to help you today. I believe he's here today to help you today. And is they going to come here in a little bit when Brother Don comes back? Oh, glory to God. Jesus washed the disciples' feet. He said, as I have done to you, you go doing likewise. We're not going to have no foot washing. What he is saying, all of you not dirty, just part of you. There's a part of you that's unclean. That I have washed you. I want you to go and help other people as you go through life. To get what they need from God. Sometimes there is some just little things that hinders us from receiving the fullness of God in our lives. And it needs to be washed off. It needs to be washed away. That's what he was teaching. Jesus, this is another message, but I just feel the power of the Holy Ghost this morning. Jesus was and is the good Samaritan in the Bible of the good Samaritan. He came down from up yonder, walked on this earth, and found you on the road of the Jericho Road. I mean, the bloodiest road 
in the history of that time, but Jesus came where you was one day. How many glad that Jesus came where you was one day? Come on now, he came where you was one day. Robert McCaslin was raised in the church, but he was often, I believe it was Casey, Mississippi, on a pipeline job. Called me at home one day, said I quit my job. I don't know why I quit, but I'm coming home. I tell you, there's a move of God among people's lives. They don't know why, what's happening in their lives, but I tell you, there's a God that appeared where they was and said, today I come to your house to do something for your life. Came to church. We didn't have a pastor then. Fell out on the floor talking in tongues. The Spirit of God was upon him. He wasn't seeking God. <laughs> How many of you here wasn't seeking God? I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't seeking him. I didn't have no interest in God. But one day he came to me. Changed my life. What is the Holy Ghost that fires in me and turned me around? Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. An image. Washing the feet, helping somebody get clean, helping somebody to get rid of some things that hinders them from receiving the God. It could be just a little a resentment. could be just a little bitterness. could be just a little unforgiveness. It's little things that spoils and keeps us from receiving the things of God. Jesus said, not all of you dirty, it's just your foot dirty. Peggy had to walk back then. You see them toes sticking out of them shoes, you know? Them toes would have got dirty. They wore sandals. He said, just, just your foot is dirty. That, that's all is dirty. But I'm going to wash that off. How many of you, you wash by the blood of the Lamb? You ought to shout hallelujah. If it's not for the blood of the Lamb, our sins would still be with us today. He makes your sins as white as snow because he washed you in the blood. And then it said the blood cleanses. In other words, he's in here. He's cleansing you of your sin, and you don't even know it. When you say or do something you should not say, he's cleansing you. And the image of vision, seeing ourselves, as Roger seen, glory to God. How many know you got to see it before you can receive it? Hmm? If you want to receive it, you've got to have a vision to see it. It'll come to you in abundance of wonderful things of God, the wonderful glory of God. All that Jesus has belongs to who? Who's it belong to, Diane? I was reading the other day, and the commentary said, what well, Jesus said, ask and you shall what? Seek and you shall what? And knock, and you shall what? He said, Jesus is talking about you receiving the Holy Ghost, receiving the Spirit of God. He's not just talking about receiving earthly things. We've got to get to the place that God is first in our life. God is what we pray for first, the presence of God and the blessings of God on our lives. Then we can ask for other things. And a lot of times we don't have to ask for any other things. They'll just automatically come when you're seeking the God, the kingdom of God, when he's first. Make sure he's first. 
I know there's some of you in here this morning is looking for a permanent job. God has a permanent job for your life. Dustin, God has a permanent job for your life. God has a permanent job for Julian's life. Is anybody else in here? I don't know. But I tell you, God has a job for you. Glory to God. Paul says, I do all things. How? By what? Through Christ. And then he said, my God shall supply what? All your what? Look up in the Bible and see how many times he's given you all things. Ooh, that's a broad air, right? My God, he said, my God will give you all things, supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory. He says, my God. He was talking from experience what God would do for you. All things, Jesus says, is mine. Salvation is yours because Jesus provided it. All things is yours because he's provided it for us. And he gives freely. One translation said when Moses struck the rock, the water just gushed out. Can you imagine enough water gushed out to water, what, three million people? All them camels and all them donkeys, all them geese, all of them drank, and it run down into the wilderness and made the grass grow. It gushed out. Acts 2 said, suddenly, there came a rushing mighty wind. Suddenly, glory to God, there's some miracles happen today suddenly. Suddenly, something good. So when the prey team come and you come, I want you to expect to receive something, okay? Don't give up. If you don't get it today, you're going to get it when? You don't want to give up. You don't want to quit. Help us, God, to live up to our and receive the promise that God has promised us to have. Help us to receive these promises. Satan wants to see us, Acts 4, 17. They beat disciples, said, now whatever you do, don't go out and speak that name no more. Don't speak that name because that name has all power, all authority in heaven and earth. Just don't speak that name. Let me say again, the devil don't mind you thinking it, but he don't want to hear you speak it. Because once you start speaking it, something is going to happen. Then people knew there was power in the spoken word of God. When you start speaking the word of God, Jesus was in the garden of Gethsemane. Sweats of great drops of blood poured out of him. He was sorrowful unto death. His disciples all forsook him. The three, Peter, James, and John, the chief apostles, fell asleep on him. And he got up, and he come, he said, sleep on. Sleep on. He walked outside. I want you to get this picture. Sorrowful unto death. He looked a bloody mess. He didn't look like no human being. 
But he walked up to them Roman soldiers and said, Who are you looking for? I want you to get this. They said, We're looking for Jesus. He said, I am he. And they all, come on, Brother Don, fed like dead men. Glory to God. Let me just slow down here a minute. Our earthly circumstance should not affect our relationship with God. When our earthly circumstance is affecting our relationship with God, we're losing the anointing of God. Jesus did not lose his anointing of God and the power of God because they all forsook him. And, whoo, glory to God. That Under pressure and all of that, he still had the power and the authority of God inside him. You might say that was Jesus. It was Jesus. But what he put in Stephen, Sister Sue, was the same thing. They could not withstand the wisdom that flowed out of him because it was not his wisdom, it was the wisdom of God working through him. And then he says, I see heaven open and I see Jesus. They gnashed upon him. You thought a bunch of dogs been turned loose on him with their teeth and began to eat on him and stone him. But the circumstances did not cause him to lose the anointing of God that was in his life. If you ever prayed for anybody, pray for me. I don't want my circumstances to affect my relationship of the power with God like they were. He's with you always. He's wherever you are, that's where he is. The wonderful things of God. The wonderful blessings of God. How many believe something good is going to happen to you today? Hallelujah. We're going to turn this over to Brother Don. Jesus must what? Now, if God has given you something, and you put it up, I want you to go dig it out today. I want you to brush that dream off and that vision off. Right, Sister Sue? You got to brush it off, right? You got to keep the vision, earthly vision alive, and you're going to have to keep your spiritual vision alive. The devil don't want you to say, as long as you're silent, he's all right with you. But once you open those mouths and start speaking the word of God, he's going to attack you with something greater inside you than he that's in the world. You're more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus who strengthens you. God bless you for being here today. I don't want you to never give up. Don't never give up on the infallible, indestructible, incorruptible Word of God. Don't never give up. Be like Jesus. Amen. In your worst of crisis, let your anointing flow out of you unto someone. God bless you.